Hello, everybody. Welcome back to episode number two of New Day Bible Study with Susan. Today, we're going to be in Exodus chapter two. So grab your Bible. Let's get ready to study together. Exodus chapter two says, And there went a man of the house of Levi and took to wife a daughter of Levi. And the woman conceived and bare a son. And when she saw him that he was a goodly child, she hid him three months. And when she could no longer hide him, she took for him an ark of bulrushes and daubed it with slime and with pitch and put the child therein. And she laid it in the flags by the river's brink. And his sister stood afar off to wit what would be done to him. And the daughter of Pharaoh came down to wash herself at the river, and her maidens walked along by the river's side. And when she saw the ark among the flags, she sent her maid to fetch it. And when she had opened it, she saw the child, and behold, the babe wept. And she had compassion on him and said, This is one of the Hebrews' children. Then said his sister to Pharaoh's daughter, Shall I go and call to thee a nurse of the Hebrew women, that she may nurse the child for thee? And Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Go. And the maid went and called the child's mother. And Pharaoh's daughter said unto her, Take this child away and nurse it for me, and I will give thee thy wages. And the woman took the child and nursed it. And the child grew, and she brought him unto Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. And she called his name Moses, and she said, Because I drew him out of the water. And it came to pass in those days when Moses was grown, that he went out unto his brethren and looked on their burdens. And he spied an Egyptian smiting an Hebrew, one of his brethren. And he looked this way and that way, and when he saw that there was no man, he slew the Egyptian and hid him in the sand. And when he went out the second day, behold, two men of the Hebrews strove together. And he said to him that did the wrong, Wherefore smitest thou thy fellow? And he said, Who made thee a prince and a judge over us? Intendest thou to kill me as thou killest the Egyptian? And Moses feared and said, Surely this thing is known. Now when Pharaoh heard this thing, he sought to slay Moses. But Moses fled from the face of Pharaoh and dwelt in the land of Midian. And he sat down by a well. Verse 16, Now the priests of Midian had seven daughters, and they came and drew water and filled the trouts to water their father's flock. And the shepherds came and drove them away. But Moses stood up and helped them and watered their flock. And when they came to Ruel their father, he said, How is it that ye are come so soon today? And they said, An Egyptian delivered us out of the hand of the shepherds, and also drew water enough for us and watered the flock. And he said unto his daughters, And where is he? Why is it that ye have left the man? Call him that he may eat bread. And Moses was content to dwell with the man, and he gave Moses Zipporah his daughter. Verse 22, And she bare him a son, 
and he called his name Gershom, for he said, I have been a stranger in a strange land. And it came to the pass in the process of time that the king of Egypt died and the children of Israel sighed by reason of the bondage. And they cried and their cry came up unto God by reason of the bondage. And God heard their groaning and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac and with Jacob. And God looked upon the children of Israel and God had respect unto them. That is uh, chapter two of Exodus in our reading. And our title for today is Hold On, Help is on the Way. Hold on, help is on the way. I don't know who needs help today, but somebody's crying out to God today saying, I need help, Lord, send help. Well, he sent me to tell you this day that hold on, don't let go because help is on the way. Our key verse for today is Exodus 2, verse 24. And God heard their groaning and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. Hold on, help is on the way. In verses 1 through 10 of this uh, chapter, we met a man, a woman, and a baby. And they're introduced, telling us that they were from the tribe of Levi. The baby is born at a most dangerous time when the command had gone out that all male babies must die. His mother hid him for three months until she could hide him no more. Can you imagine what that was like trying to keep your baby quiet, knowing that anybody could just break the door down and come and get that baby if they heard them? So I can imagine her anguish at trying to keep that baby silent. But it says when she could hide him no more, then she had to do something. And I believe God gave her this strategy, this plan to save this baby because he had specific plans for the baby that she had given birth to. She took a basket and covered it with asphalt and pitch and put her precious baby in it and laid it by the riverside. His sister watched from a distance to see what would happen to her baby brother. God cares for the baby and brings Pharaoh's daughter to the exact spot where the baby had been placed. Pharaoh wanted the Hebrews destroyed. Remember, he's like, they got to go. They're getting too much. They're taking over. But his own daughter had pity when she looked inside that basket and saw that it was a Hebrew baby. His sister, who's standing at a distance, distance watching, approaches her with boldness, offering to go and get one of the Hebrew women to nurse the baby. She went and got her own mother, which was the baby's real mother. She was instructed to take the baby, her own baby, and nurse him for her, and she would pay her to do this. When the child grew, his mother brought him back to Pharaoh's daughter, and he became, became, became her own adopted son. She named him Moses because she said, I drew him out of the water. In verses 11 through 15, we hear years later, Moses has grown up in an Egyptian household, but his adopted mother must have filled him in on who his true or what his true heritage was. Moses identified with his own people, the Hebrews. So one day he went out among them, remember they were slaves, and he saw 
an Egyptian beating one of the Hebrew slaves. Moses in turn killed the Egyptian, buried him in the sand, thinking no one saw him. But the very next day, two Hebrew men were fighting, and he inquired as to what they were fighting about. And the one responded, who made you judge and rule over us? It turned out he had seen Moses kill and hide the Egyptian and asked, are you going to kill me also? Moses became afraid when he realized someone had seen what he did. Pharaoh heard about what happened and wanted Moses dead as well. Moses ran escaping to Midian where he sat down by a well. In verses 16 through 22, we're introduced to Ruel, the priest of Midian, and told that he had seven daughters who were at the well giving water to their father's flocks. When some other shepherds ran them away, but Moses stepped in and gave water to their flocks and the young ladies. Their fathers asked the girls how they came back home so soon, and they told him about the Egyptian man that had rescued them. And evidently, he still he ran with the Egyptian clothing on his back. They were told by their father to go back and invite the man to dinner. Moses agreed to stay with them. Ruel gave Moses his daughter, Sephora, as a wife, and they had a son named Gershom. And Moses said, I am a sojourner in a foreign land. Verse 23, after many years, the king died of Egypt. And the children of Israel continued to cry out to God because of their hard labor. In the last two verses, verse 24 and 25, God heard the groanings of their slavery and remembered the covenant he had made with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. God saw them, took notice of them, and knew all about them. So what is our life application for today in chapter 2 of Exodus? Deliverance for the people of God was on the horizon in this chapter, and God had already chosen a baby boy to be the deliverer of his people. So as believers today, we have to maintain a mentality of expectation at all times. So the question is, what are you expecting God to do in your life in this season? Things have changed in the world that we live on today, but God, the Bible says, never changes. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. But we have to keep hope alive and keep expecting God to do great and wonderful things in our life. We have to know that God is still working even when it's not evident to our natural eye. God will send help and deliver you at just the right time. So keep trusting and believing that he really knows what you're going through. And he's already making a way out of no way just for you. So this chapter reminds us to be on the lookout for God's answer to the problems that we face in life right now. Babies are born and a mother and a father never knows what part in God's plan that little child may hold in the future. God chose Moses as a baby and already knew that he would use Moses to bring his people out of bondage. The man or woman that God brings across your path one day could be the very person that God will use to take you into the next season of your journey. There are no coincidences in life, or else we would think that the timing of the basket being placed by the riverside just at the exact time that Pharaoh's daughter was taking a bath in the Nile just happened. But each piece of this puzzle was part of God's master plan. 
even the boldness of his sister to speak up and offer to get a Hebrew woman to nurse the baby, that was no coincidence. So I need you to know today that there are no coincidences in, in your life either. You're wondering why that happened or why this happened. It all happened for a reason. Not everything that happens to us is good. But Romans 8, 28 tells us that God works it all together for the good. He turns it out into something beautiful. Beautiful. So hold on today. There are no coincidences in your life. What you're going through today is still part of God's plan. So there are no coincidences in life, right? Each piece of this puzzle was part of God's plan. Even the boldness of his sister we talked about to speak up and offer to get a Hebrew woman to nurse the baby. That was no coincidence. But God must have touched the heart of Pharaoh's daughter to accept a baby that was not from her own people. I'm always tickled when I think about the fact that Moses' real mother was paid to raise her own son. And I can hear every mother out there today reading this is probably saying, hey, pay me. I'm raising these kids and I would love for someone to pay me for all my hard work and tears. But I want you to know that God takes notice and you will receive your reward one day. Just think, you could be raising the next president of the United States or the doctor that will finally find a cure for cancer. So Moses grew up as years passed by, but trouble caused Moses to move on to his next phase of life. Sometimes we would never graduate to a higher level in life until trouble forces us to move on to the next assignment God has for us. Moses killed an Egyptian and he thought nobody saw. And this reminds us that secret things that are done in the dark will one day come to the light. Now we say you never know who's watching you out there. Moses found himself on the run as God was lining him up to be the vessel he used to answer the cry of his people who were in a burdensome situation. The fact that God used the murderer was another miracle which assures us that no matter what we have done in the past, God can still clean us up and use us for his glory. Now, I'm going to say that one more time because somebody that's listening to this podcast today needs to know that God can clean us all up and use us for his glory, no matter what we have done in the past. He's a forgiving God. We should follow the example of the children of Israel and continue to cry out to God in prayer about our bondage situations. And as we cry out, know that we serve the living God that hears us, that sees us, and that takes notice of us too. The New Testament gives a little more information on the scripture in this chapter. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 23 through 26, in the Amplified Version, it reads this way. By faith, Moses, after his birth, was hidden for three months by his parents because they saw he was a beautiful and divinely favored child, and they were not afraid of the king's, Pharaoh's decree. By faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter because he preferred to endure the hardship of the people of God rather rather than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin. He considered the reproach of the Christ, that is, the rebuke he would suffer for his faithful obedience to God, to be greater wealth than all the treasures of Egypt. For he looked ahead 
to the reward promised by God. Now, something new I'm going to add to our lesson today is just to give us each each lesson um, some thought questions. And today we have three. And I want you to just kind of jot down the questions and, and then think about your answers. You don't have to do it right now while where the uh, recording's on. But as you finish this lesson today, I want you to come back to these thought questions and really think about what God is telling you in this phase and stage of your life. So the first question of today is, Looking back to when your children were young, but now as an adult, how do you view those earlier years differently now? Once again, looking back to when your children were younger, but now as an adult, how do you go back and view those earlier years differently than you did now? Can you see the hand of God having helped you raise your children, providing for them, protecting them? sending them off to school and then college and then some of them get married and go on and have their own family. But can you see the providential hand of God in their life and in their life, how they allowed you to train up your children and to, to protect them and keep them? That was God all along. Question two, has troubled times ever forced you to move on into the next chapter of your life? Now, that's that's a, that's a good one. Because a lot of times, if trouble never came, we would never move on. Like me, I'm a con- I like the comfort zone. I will stay in a situation much longer, I'm sure, than God will have me stay in a situation. But it takes trouble to come, kind of move us on sometimes in life. You wonder why, you know, you were the one that got laid off during the, you know, the, when the pandemic started. Or you were the one that, you know, uh, lost your house or whatever it was. But God says sometimes things have to uh, be made a little uncomfortable for us so that we will move on into the next phase of what his plan is for us. So think about that question. Lastly, how comforting to you is it to know that God sees, God hears, and help is on the way for you? Now that one should make you smile today because just thinking about situations that we're in, that God sees everything that God hears everything, the words that people speak to us, the things that they do to us. God says, I see, I hear. And he said, I know. And help is on the way. So I hope this word today encourages you to know that God has not forgotten about you, that he has a solution for your every situation, the things that are mountains to you. God said, that's nothing. If you put it in my hands, I will work it all out for your good. So as we close today, we want to close in prayer. Dear Lord, thank you for the promise that we've talked about today, that help is on the way. Lord, we look too many times for man to rescue us when all along you're standing there telling us, look to me, your help comes from the the hills, the help comes from me, Lord. So we thank you for reminding us today, Lord, to be confident and knowing that you have every situation in our life worked out, Lord. I trust that you've been keeping me from the cradle to where I stand right now. And I bless your name for you are my God and my deliverer. So I thank you for the help that is on the way, Lord, and the help that is needed in this stage of my life. And I give you all the praise and the glory and honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 
All right, that is episode number two. Number three will be coming at you shortly. God bless you and have a great day. God loves you.